hate Lorraine Kelly. <gasps> How can you hate Lorraine Kelly? What's she ever done to you? What's there to hate what about? It's about her. What is there to hate about Lorraine Kelly? What is there to hate? What is there to hate? She's perfectly innocent. I think she's innocent. too nice. Nice? Nice. She's too nice that I'd find it fake. I'm not Can't surprised that if, that's, nice. if that's your imitation of the accent. I'm not surprised you find it fake. <laughs> <laughs> now then, Rob. How are now you then, this morning? Tell us all the ghosts. <laughs> awful. That's an awful impression. I don't know oh, why I've been Irish. She's Irish now, is she? She's Irish. <laughs> she's Irish. Like, Top of the morning to you. Welcome to Lorraine. <laughs> Greetings, EastEnders fans, and welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week, discussing the episodes broadcast between the 12th and the 15th of February 2024. Oh, my goodness me, do we have a week to discuss. Ah, uh, we should be shortly be discussing, probably, I'm just going to say it now, probably one of the best episodes in the show's history. I think we might throw that accolade out there. Maybe. Let's see. Uh, joining me as usual is Ree. Hello, Ree. How are you this week? I'm good, thanks, Rob. Um, now that we've started recording, I knew how you were going to do this. I knew <laughs> oh, you were going to do this. You can't just, you can't just not grasp me up, can you? Can't just not no, grasp me I up. I can't not grasp you up. I got you up nearly, late. All right, you nearly I got didn't have late. a podcast, nearly ladies and gents, podcast, and everybody. Ree's impatient. We... <laughs> Ree's impatient. Couldn't wait a little. I got there a lot. Right, yes. Um so yes, hello. Sorry we're late in general actually, because uh we are uploading uh, late this week. Um what a week for us to be doing to, doing it on. Oh my god. I'm so excited to discuss this week. I can't even tell mm-hmm. you. I mean it, just when you think EastEnders can't surprise us as a show anymore. It then goes and throws out an episode like Wednesdays. Uh, Agreed, but well, yes. We will yes, get on to it. We to will get on to sure. it. We will get on to Wednesday's episode in a bit. We've got some other stuff to discuss first. Uh, we have a new Johnny who is officially strutting his way around the square uh, in various levels of machismo. We shall uh, discuss him uh, very shortly and then some other little stories until we get to the big night stuff. So let's get on with it. In this week's Albert Square After Dark. Right then, let's get cracking on and talk about new Johnny who has officially arrived. You kind of met him briefly last week and we have had his first full week on EastEnders this week. Now, first thoughts, first impressions of new Johnny are that I think he's a very decent actor and they've clearly got a lot planned for him. I would argue, and we did discuss this briefly last week, that they might sort of do a bit of a revamp on the character and my God, have they done that? He's... A lot more sort of, he's a bit more macho than we've when we come to expect from Johnny previously, haven't? Isn't he? Like he's kind of yeah. str- he's got this kind he's of like, strut that he does, and he's he's a different character, isn't he? He, he is a different. Yeah, character. I was going to say, new Johnny is literally new Johnny. New Johnny. Yeah, he, right? he's yeah, he's a new character with Johnny's history, basically. I think, isn't he? I I always struggle when they do a recast, right? For the first. Yeah. Good couple of months. Yeah, That's yeah, a yeah. me problem, right? Whatever. You end up getting over it. You cool. get used to him. I remember Martin taking me so long to get really? used to him. Really? Yeah, I could not get... I was like, that is not Martin. That is mm. not Martin. Now, I can't imagine the other guy, who, by the way, is behind the scenes, I've heard. Anyway, yeah. uh, been doing some directing, I think. I see now. Good for him. Yeah, um, he's done something behind the scenes. Anyway, this Johnny... It's too he's gonna different. Ta- he's going to take. He the is going to take some getting. He's going to take some getting used to. I think in terms mm. of what we what we previously sort of expected from Johnny. If I could say, I think Charlie Stuff is clearly a decent actor, uh, and his mm. his chemistry with Linda, I think, is is working really nicely. It's just a bit. I think it was just a little bit jarring this week when he sort of came in and like was. He kind of reminded me of Ben in a lot of ways. I have to say, but I, th- I think mm. that's you know at best. I think what I would say is. If he if he had come in, minus the gay stuff, if he had come in uh, and they brought Lee back instead, it wouldn't have felt out of character whatsoever. 
Yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. Very you know similar I mean? to our Lee. Yeah, from, no, no. You're saying aside actually, from blatantly yeah. coming onto beds, like, I <laughs> yeah. don't think Lee would Lee would have done that. But other than yeah. that, I think you could have given Lee um, pretty much all of Johnny's dialogue this week, and it wouldn't have felt that out of character. Whereas with this, yeah. it was kind of like, oh, okay, new Johnny. Okay, we get it. Do you know what I mean? It was... I mean, I can't even believe that Johnny went and punched Dean. To be honest with you, like that would be more in Lee's kind of. Trace, yeah, now you've said that. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is the thing. He's been away, so you know, you can you can imagine that he's kind of. I mean, he's been living. I think, in, yeah, he's been living in Manchester, so he's been living. Uh, this know, is what the North lo- does. To yeah, you, this is what the North does to you. Look at them in Corrie; they're always <laughs> punching each other. This is what he's turned into. <laughs> he's turned into Peter Barlow. That's his problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so it is going to take a little bit of getting used to, I think. But I've seen a lot of positivity online for him. Like people seem to like the new the new Johnny, and he's clearly going to be a character that's going to be at the forefront of some stories because he's got now that grit about him. He's got that sort of he's got I he's got lots of traits that are going to I think push him push him into the spotlight in terms of being the new star of the Carters. I think now when you've just said that he's got good chemistry with Linda, actually, I think I'd not really I think I took that for granted because actually that. That was really well. Like him and Linda yeah. together are good. Brilliant. So there's no part of me that didn't think that he was Johnny. No, you know and actually I mean. that is important with Johnny because that's one mm. of the key relationships of Johnny's history. And the thing is, you can sort of look back at Johnny's history and actually, as we said last week, Johnny actually hasn't ever been that bigger character. Like we remember a few key scenes, like him coming out to Mick on the sofa. Again, hard to imagine this Johnny sort of being sort of doing that scene possibly in terms of the way that it happened like sort of really scared and dissolving into tears and everything but Mm. then like i say people grow up people change this johnny Johnny comes back now he's basically a hotshot lawyer knows how to hack into phones uh he's like he's got this he's got this sort of extra edge to him definitely so newfound confidence yeah very. maybe that's all it is it's just confident now yeah 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 so, well, yeah, and also can be a bit of a dick at times, I think, as well. I think he's had the few moments where we've kind of gone, oh, okay, Johnny, yeah. But, you know, again... By the way, when he, when he like, tried to, you know, try... Sorry, ugh, what a word. Where he tried to try it on with Ben, and then Ben, yeah. like, held up his wedding ring, and then he was like, yeah. no way. Didn't like, how do you not know that? If he's, yeah, but how does he not know that ben, Ben's married when he's still in touch with Callum? Well, Alan yeah, Callum's and part of the Carter group. Chat. Called him half. Called him halfway as well this halfway, week. That was a flash of the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah. Callum yeah. will have, have his hat back by summer. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the hat, I say. We like to go like the hat on Callum. Um, yeah. So, and also, I have to say, I thought there was a couple of moments between Johnny and Callum this week. Did you notice any? Yeah, sort of, there were a couple yeah, of little glances. That's where it's going, isn't it? That's where mm. it's going. Yeah, he's going to be with Callum. They're trying to make us think leaves. it's. They're trying to make us think it's Ben, but no, nah, it's going to be Callum, isn't it? Or it might well be Ben, just before Ben leaves. They might have one final fling just before Ben goes. Um, mm. Talking of Ben's exit, we yes. kind of got maybe a few suggestions as to what we might be getting for Ben's exit this week because he has decided, Johnny, uh, that, well, Dean needs to go, basically. So him and Ben are going to work together somehow, and this never ends well. If, you, if, you're, going, if you're working with Ben to get rid of somebody... No matter how many protests that Ben might give to Callum, no, it'll all be legal. Promise you, it'll all be legal. It's definitely not going to be legal. No, 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 no. And I think Callum has almost accepted that now. He's kind of gone, oh, come on, guys. At least make it legal. <laughs> it's not well, going to happen. Well, I was thinking, is this how they're going to write him out then? He's just going to go to prison, Ben. Do you reckon? Is that is this just going to be that simple? Or is he have to go on the run? That's That's... That's well, oh yeah, on the run well, maybe. Yeah. I just, I just thought otherwise they've got to write Lexi and Callum out as well. So prison would be the easiest way of keeping them on the square, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it does seem that he's either going to, yeah, but in order, if if they're leaving Callum there and they're leaving Lexi there, then the only way that Ben's going to be able to leave is via a prison van, essentially, mm. or on the run. I think I can't imagine yeah. any other way, and they're not going to kill Ben Mitchell off. So I think the only way, and they shouldn't kill Ben Mitchell off. Um, yeah. But I think the only that's the only way, like actually having to be forcibly removed from the situation. Mm. Just and what's then... he going to do there to Dean? It's hilarious. Kind of, like I kind of get why he's supposedly got involved, but I think I I don't remember Ben and Johnny obviously being as close as they are. Well, as they soon have. As he's come back. They have had a thing. They have had a thing. Yeah, I remember uh, they had a thing. Johnny two and him slept together on Ben's birthday. I think it was. Um, Overlooked by a big cardboard cutout. 
that. I seem to remember as well. Um, so they had a brief fling, but then they sort of decided, and mm, actually, I think we're better off as friends. But then they did grow incredibly close, Ben and Johnny. You know, Johnny was there. Oh, for right. our... I don't remember. Yeah, that they part. did grow very. They, they they did grow very close at one point uh, because I think Ben and Johnny sort of maybe helped each other come out a little bit. And then there was the whole thing with Paul. Johnny was very much. I was just thinking that. the Paul thing. The actually, Paul thing. Yeah. So Johnny has been there for some quite key traumatic moments in Ben's life. Right. So you can imagine that there is some closeness there. Um, and like I say, they have slept together. Again, it was a little bit jarring for Johnny to suddenly be all like, uh, oh yeah, I was looking for a distraction. I was gonna I was gonna like message a randomer, but you'll do. It was kind of like, oh my god, this is a different Johnny. You know, so it's just gonna take a bit of getting used to, I think. Mm, but I hope will. they focus. The thing is the three episodes we saw Johnny in this week, I thought he came in like a bull in a china shop his first episode, like punching Dean and everything. It was kind of like, right, okay. But then the next episode where he was dancing with Linda in the kitchen and everything, I really enjoyed that side of him. And that mm. felt a bit more like the Johnny of old. But yeah, then, definitely. Yeah, but then the next episode again, he's sort of taking phones and being all aggressive and hacking into How things. How did he get on that phone? I have no idea. I don't know if that... I mean, he knows stuff. That's all we can say. He's a lawyer, so we know he's had to get into phones. That's the, that's the okay, thing now, that's apparently. Okay, assume, then. Yeah. Okay, Let's just that's go for that. Posit did. That's that's the reasoning there, Ray. Do you... By the way, as well, has Dean not made a copy of that recording? Apparently the only not. copy he had of that recording was on his phone that's now been deleted, then. Well, I don't think he thought that anybody... That any hotshot lawyer was going to break into his phone and delete it, in all fairness. Yeah, You can understand why he wouldn't... He wouldn't prepare for that eventuality. Yeah, but if your phone gets broken, then that's it. You've lost it, haven't you? Like, well, I he's played it. To be fair, it yeah, but to be fair, he's played it already, hasn't he? He's done it. He's yeah, like, but he's played it. Would just be like, oh well, didn't hear that. I didn't hear it. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's gone now. So again, anyway, kind of wonder. That. That's that's that. Um, Jade sort of had a conversation with Dean this week. So like, go, well, nobody likes you. Why are you still here? And that's kind of you know the the thing that we're thinking as well. Like, why are you still there, Dean? Like, mm. if nobody wants you there, your daughter might be prepared to maybe start a relationship with you outside of this environment where everybody wants to seem to, seems to want to kill you. Yeah, so that that's might true. help. Yeah, you. I don't know. So I he's wonder got moves if... in the business now, though, hasn't he? He has, but then I do wonder if this thing with Ben is going to be the end of Dean as well. Two for the price of one. Yeah. So mm, possibly see what it culminates in. Oh God, is it good? If is Dean going to get killed as well this year? I don't know. I mean, like I said, he seems to be getting he seems to be getting smacked about as much as Kathy is at the moment. So it's <laughs> I can sort of I mean, more deservedly, I'd argue. Uh, but yeah, definitely. But I do wonder, like, kind of, is this the are we coming towards the end of Dean's story mm. now? But then they've cast Jade, and Jade's been sort of been made a regular. That's... So I don't know. I don't know where the Dean stuff's going. Um, talking of. Uh, where this stuff is going, we had a big old development with the six storyline this week because Johnny. Uh, Johnny discovers the truth this week. Now, Linda has managed to mainly keep her, keep everything under wraps. Uh, you know, she's it's, she's found it difficult at times. She nearly told Alfie. But, what she, but uh, Johnny returns for five minutes and Linda has two glasses of wine and Linda spills all. So Johnny now knows. Johnny is officially the first person to discover outside of the six what outside went of the on. Six, on yeah. Yes, Johnny is the seventh. <laughs> Johnny's going to be start. He is the seven. What will his colour be? Gold, I think. Uh, stick him in gold. Yeah, gold, like gold, yeah. Gold, like a gold Adonis statue amongst all the six women. That yeah. would work. Yeah, so <laughs> I, where is... Go on. Called it. Yes. yes. Called it. You did call it, you, yes, you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, go off a little moment yeah. there. Just, just, to be, just to be smug. You did, yeah, 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 I think you did, yeah. Um. So where does this go from here? Like, how does Johnny react to this news? What do you think? I don't know. Is Linda going to tell him, oh, we buried him under the cafe floor? Like, is she going to tell him that extreme? I mean, is she going to tell him all at detail? Surely she, she is. Yeah, because surely Johnny's first question is going to be, well, where is he then? Like, where what, is you it? Done, what, yeah. what have you done with the body? Uh, well, <laughs> remember how I was having such a massive breakdown when there was blood on the cafe floor? It's to do with that. <laughs> so That was a great moment. Who were Regina who said to her, you've got blood on your hands, Linda. I yes. thought that was great. Uh... That was a great way of delivering that line, how they did it. Yeah. Yes, was... that was that was awful as well, weren't it? When Linda Kelly Bright has been so amazing. Isn't she good? Isn't she good? She's, She's so good. So, so good, yeah. But She's I don't so know. Good. I don't know where this is gonna go. Is it gonna be Oh, are they gonna try some out now? Could they set Dean up for it? That's what I'm thinking. Like, well, I do wonder if that's, little... if that's, yeah, I do wonder if Johnny's first yeah. thought is hmm, this might help me get rid of this might help me get rid mm. of Dean. Um I mean it's interesting to sort of give 
kind of a lawyer, somebody who's quite obsessed with the law and law-abiding stuff, to, to a point, uh, this big secret to keep. Because obviously he's never going to dob his mum in. So what is... Mm. And how are the rest of the six going to react when they discover that Johnny knows? Suki is not going to be is not going to be a happy bunny when she finds out about this. <laughs> do, you, do you not think that they might... They might keep it between them that he knows. I mean, that would be the sensible thing to do. Is it the soap thing to do, is the, is the question there? Yeah, but then is Johnny going to be part of all their little meetings? In, you know? Yeah, Johnny's, Johnny's just going to be sat there lurking Stella. in the back of the barrel store. I know, by the way. You know, I go, oh, happy to help, happy to help. Oh, you're talking about that thing that happened on Christmas Day? Yeah, I know all about it, don't worry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know how Johnny how Johnny's going to react to this. I think he's going to want. Obviously, he's going to want to protect Linda. I can sort of see, in all honesty, I can sort of see this Johnny trying to push it, push the blame onto the other women. In all honesty, like if he yeah, sees, that's true. If he sees mm. Denise like having a breakdown, he might nudge Linda and go, oh yeah, pin it on her. That'll be all right. I can sort of see this Johnny doing that. In all fairness, especially with the necklace being there as well. If Linda well, mentions that to him, yeah, exactly. So. Mm. You know that is, and without Denise has been walking around and looking, yeah, yeah you might have a yeah. point there, yeah. I think this isn't good news for Denise at all. I have to oh, say, oh dear, mm. yeah. So I'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. But yeah, Johnny's first week, I'd say, good actor. He's going to take some getting used to though in terms of his characterization. I think completely new Johnny. Yeah, completely new Johnny. It's we can we we can vibe with it. Let's yeah. keep going. I'm sure we'll get used to it. It's just very yeah. new. Yeah, very new, very new, but exciting, exciting. We'll see, we'll see where it goes. I'm pleased to have the character back, as long as mm. there are still some old Johnny sort of traits in there. It's just that he used to be so mild mannered, and now this one is kind of like rough. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. it's gonna t- it's gonna take a bit of getting used to, but you know, fine. I I have faith that it'll be it'll all be fine. Right then, ladies and gents. Uh, talking of Denise, let's briefly discuss what Denise has been up to this week. Okay, a couple of stories before we get to the big night stuff. Uh, let's briefly discuss Denise, who is still uh, going, uh, she, bless her, she's going crazy. She's going crazy with yeah. uh, the stress of the situation. We get another hallucination this week um, with the necklace uh, because Amy wants to kind of help Jack and Denise along with Valentine's Day because the pair of them are literally hanging by a thread at this stage. In fact, I'd argue they're pretty much done except that they don't just don't want to admit it because Jack's off having an affair. You know, he wants to buy Stacey sexy underwear and everything. So they're done. They are done. There's no I saving hate, Jack and Denise now. I hate Jack and Stacey, but anyway. That's it. Well, it's I, so... I, I, I love was... Stacey. He's one of my all-time favourite EastEnders characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely ruining it for me. And I know it's... And I know it's, it's so on brand. For it's her, so on brand for Stacey. <laughs> the fact that she knows why Denise is the way that she is at the minute and then she's not saying out well, to her, just doesn't sit right. Doesn't I wonder right if Stacey is going to... Now she's actually realising that... Because Amy goes up to... Because I'll write So Denise has Sorry, a, a mad moment. Yeah, Denise has a mad moment this week where because Amy want, buys, a, buys Jack a bracelet to give to Denise. Uh, she kind of screams at Amy to show her it because she's getting all paranoid that they're keeping secrets from her. So Amy shows her the necklace and Denise kind of hallucinates bracelet. it as the as the bracelet. And then Denise basically kind of hallucinates it as the necklace that's currently buried under the calf, dripping with blood. It was all very dramatic. Um, the hallucinations, they are a very sort of uh, kind of a bit of an OTT narrative, but I think they're just about getting away with it. What do you think? I think they're getting away with it. Yeah, actually, I think they're getting yeah. It works, doesn't it? It is working. I was confused thinking that they'd actually bought her a bracelet with the D on it first. Why are you covering it in blood? That's why she freaked it's out. Blood, it's, then it's I blood, like, it's a new yeah, thing. Blood that, in, yeah, yeah it's, it's blood is a new thing this, uh, that they're doing in jewelry shops these days. It's for Halloween thought, that it was on sale. No, but I thought maybe <laughs> she was just hallucinating the blood. I didn't realize she was hallucinating yeah, the entire yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, until... yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, but yeah. I think they're just getting away with it because the knee does. I think. What I think what's important to remember is when people go through things like this, because it's a form of psychosis that's just going through, yeah, right? Absolutely. Hallucinating things that are not there. Post traumatic stress else, disorder, essentially, isn't it? How else are they supposed to show us the viewers what it is that she's seeing? Oh, no, absolutely. They're not doing it with they're not doing it with any rubbish sound effects. Exactly. Like the and past. that's the key that's the key point, I think. That's how yeah. they're getting away with it, because they're keeping yeah. it very sort of natural. Like, yes, you know, they're doing things like a dripping blood necklace, which is quite on the nose in some regards, but the way that they're presenting it and the way, you know, obviously 
fact that Diane Parrish is an incredible actress. You know, they are showing it really kind of naturally how she would be seeing it in the situation. So I think they're quite happily getting away with they can, you know, they can do Keanu staring at her through a mirror and all that sort of thing, as long as they are presenting it as it would be seen through Janice's eyes without sort of yeah. smoke effects and weird music and blurry cameras and all that kind of rubbish. They're doing it really sort of naturally and organically. So, I think And we're only getting we're only getting the odd glimpse as well, so it's yeah. not on screen for too long. So far. Otherwise, I think, <laughs> well, I was going to say, unless they start getting it that Keanu's following her around yeah. square or until something. We, I was going to say, until we get the, the two-hander between yeah. Denise and the, and the hallucination of Keanu, we'll see where we go from that. Yeah. But um, yeah. I think I think on the whole, they're, they're, they're getting away with it and they're kind of, they're doing it really well. Um, mm. But obviously Denise starts freaking out because she can see this necklace dripping blood in front of her. So Amy goes to Stacy and sort of says, uh, about your bipolar. So what, <laughs> like, is that, how would you notice that in somebody else? And so Stacy sort of gets the idea that Amy's talking about Denise. So I do mm. wonder now if sort of the reality of the situation will say, oh, wait, Denise is really going through it at the moment. I need to not be having sex with her husband. So I wonder you if Stacy will be able to get a crack of conscience about this at the moment. I hope so. I don't think, I know that it's on brand for her to be having an affair with the Brannon and all that, but yeah. I do think that Stacey's got more to her that she wouldn't do that. Yeah. She wouldn't kick someone when they're down, you know what I mean? Especially mm. when it's something to do with mental health, especially when she yeah. was involved in exactly. the murder that took place that has caused this mental breakdown. Like, exactly, I don't exactly. think that that would be in character for her to carry on. Yeah, but who yeah. knows? I mean, who we'll knows? see. We'll see. Jack is off each other, can they? Jack is a very persuasive person, and like he because he's buying her underwear and all that kind of thing. So, uh, uh, he's, he's mucky, well, he didn't buy her man. underwear. He bought he bought he her a to. bracelet. He did yeah. try. Then he bought her a bracelet, and then Amy said, "Oh, uh, my dad bought Denise one like that." And Stacy didn't go. Oh, she was just like, "Oh well, yeah. that mine's better." Oh, all right, <laughs> bit like it. do you remember when uh, they had that whole thing with the with uh, the watch and uh, who was it but who was it but yeah martin and ruby a few christmases ago like ruby thought that martin bought her a watch and stacy had ended up with it and she was sort of brand oh like, yeah yeah all smugly yeah. It's a bit like that um yeah so i do wonder if this is going to be maybe a bit of a turning point for stacy in terms of how she sees the affair whether she starts to feel a little bit guilty seeing that denise is really going through it mentally it'd be interesting to sort of see some discussions as stacy goes to see denise and go and sort of almost turns into therapist for her and goes right so just tell me what's going on in your little head right now that might, i'd like to see that and sort of see that more mm. emphatic version of stacy that we know exists but obviously she gets kind of distracted from when there's a naked branny in front of her <laughs> so we'll see we'll also, see what happens also can't believe that jack's not noticed how bad denise is like come on he's a and man he's, I, I i see i believe that it, totally he's I, not just a man He's a policeman. He's a policeman. Yeah, he is. He's a branding policeman, though. Uh, the thing is, I get it. I, I do. I can. I, I don't think this is off, know, brand, off character for Jack at all. I think now no. he's got. Now he's got this sort of affair to keep him distracted. I think he fully thinks that Denise is just sulking with him. This is the thing. Mm. I think he just thinks that Denise is just being really unreasonable about the whole thing, and that she's not prepared to put in any effort to save their marriage. So he's kind of like, if she's not going to put in the effort, why should I? I think that's literally yeah. where his brain is at. Yeah. And he's not see he's not seen any of these extreme things like no. Amy and Ricky have witnessed, has they? Like, oh, yeah. like and say, Amy, just yeah. Still, yeah. And unfortunately, Amy and Ricky are sort of like we can't tell Dad. <laughs> so like, this won't go down well. So he's not gonna find out unless he sees it directly. So mm. I wonder again if Stacy might sort of say to him, Yeah, we need to knock this on the head, your wife is not well. So I hope we'll I kinda see. hope that she does, but we'll mm. see if she does or not. We'll see what happens. And then otherwise from the away from the six, uh Nish and Kat are sort of still continuing. Not happened not not too much of this this week. It was more at the start of the week where Nish decides that he wants Kat to move in, quickly regrets it when she re when he realizes that her kids are trash. What did he creep. call them? Oh uh, no, well, it were, I... no, it were Kat who called it him actually. Called him yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so I can't I don't know what his plan is. I think he's literally just trying to keep Kat under thumb. And if he has to deal with her kids in order to make that happen, then that's Well, he keeps talking him and Bree keep whispering about her usefulness. So the only thing I can yeah. think of with that is the businesses and he's gonna try and get his hands on him. I yeah. don't see what else it is or, no. or something to do with Phil, but then he had any beef with Phil, so I don't We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But that was, the, yeah, that was kind of very brief moment as, yeah. at the start of the week. So we'll see how that plays out. Right then, should we talk about the nights? Yes, please. 
Uh, so, hi, this is probably the discussion that we're all here for, let's be honest. We had the Knights this week uh, in, like I said at the start, probably one of the strongest episodes, I think, in the show's history on Wednesday. Um, that episode was just absolutely jaw-dropping in terms of the script by Lauren Clee, which I think it was it was so it was a, such an adult script it was so it was such a mature brave honest script that really sort of it, it was this is the eastenders that you kind of get you, you remember from the old days that was just not there to hold your hand it threw reality at you and that's what that script was all about the sort of throwing it wasn't about lecturing it wasn't about sort of trying to teach us anything this was about how racism is and talking about the characters and how they just and how this really really sort of devastating situation has played out uh and with a hum don't have a humdinger of a twist at the end of it um i mean <clears throat> where do you even begin talking about this week with the night so monday the party, the party. yeah we'll go with the where, party yeah um so eddie has basically been given this award so it's the sort of He's having a bit of a, a get together with his friends and has invited George and George has brought um, Gina and Anna and Elaine with him because Elaine wanted to go because we'll talk about Elaine. Cause actually, I think Elaine had a very yeah. good week this week. Elaine had a very good week. Um, Elaine I agree. Of... But yes, yes. We'll get on to Elaine. Some... Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they sort of turn up. Now, there was a moment I was a bit confused with uh, at the start with this party because there was a shot of everybody's feet at one point. And everybody was sort of yeah. wearing bare feet and then uh, Eddie was in his shoes. So what I'm assuming that shot was, unless you have any other kind of interpretation of it, was that was Eddie being king of the king of his little castle, like he's the only one allowed to wear shoes. Yeah. It's quite a generational thing. Was that what that was? Yeah, because as soon as they, as soon as George and Kerr came in, Gloria made a point of saying, shoes off, please. And then we yeah. saw a shot with everyone else had the shoes off, except for Eddie, because it's his house mm. and he can have it's his, his house. shoes on. It's his it castle. were a power yeah. thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, fair definitely. play. Um, so this party kind of goes on and you saw, and he's been very, very nice and very, very generous. And he's sort of, he's got George's old nightmare night kind of wrestling boxing belt thing on the, <laughs> well, I don't know, wrestling, <laughs> different boxing, boxing, different thing, boxing, <laughs> uh, boxing uh, kind of awards on the wall, like pride of place, basically like a shrine to George, mm. saying how, how proud he is of him and really sort of building George's confidence up. Um and you're sort of wondering why, what is going mm. on here? We know that this is sort of secret going on that they want to kind of keep Ed George sweet for. By the end of the episode, one of George's, one of Eddie's weird mates, and they are a weird bunch this lot, aren't they? Um, oh, so gross! That comment so gross, to inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was, it was, it's, it was all pretty grim. Um, but he kind of drunkly reveals to George that there's some sort of trial coming uh, about an attempted murder that Eddie has been accused of. Uh, that Eddie couldn't possibly do because he's such an upstanding, nice bloke. So it couldn't possibly be. Yeah. So all he wants from and George is a character statement. To prove that he's not a racialist, like the saying. Is that yes. Really <laughs> mm. I'm not a racialist. So George goes home and does his research about a murder trial involving Edward Knight and discovers details about a man who has been murdered uh, and has been discovered after 40 years in a suitcase thrown into a canal and has been discovered... Uh, called Henry Kofi Assare, uh, and sorts of stuff. And this is a young black man, so that I think kind of gets George's these kind of feelings that he's had about his dad. I think sort of start to be sifted around a little bit, and he's sort of like, ah, I see. So he invites Eddie and Gloria over, leading us into Wednesday's episode. Well, actually, sorry, just to add to that, once we'd watch, because we'd watched Wednesday's episode, I actually rewatched the episode before, mm -hmm. and then watching it, knowing the discussion yeah. that George and Eddie have had, you're like, oh, he's realising that that memory yeah, is of yeah, that yeah, guy, yeah. you can see the cogs, but when you're watching it not knowing that, you're just like, oh, that's, oh, he's just thinking it's a race thing, and then, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's oh. yeah, I mean, if you go back and watch this these scenes again, knowing what we later find out. Actually, yeah. the way that it was all layered throughout the week leading up to that reveal was so well done. It was like yeah. so subtle as well. You get, you're given little clues and hints that you don't even realise are clues and hints until you sort of go back and look over them. And it's, yeah. it's so well done. So we go into Wednesday's episode. And now Wednesday's episode was a six-hander uh, between George, Eddie, Gloria, Elaine, 
uh, Anna and Gina. And all of the sort of pairings all very much had their own different segments of the episode. It's my favourite sort of EastEnders episode, that, where they just sort of focus on one small group of characters and they're just having conversations. It was... <laughs> love it. Um, I mean... We'll start off with the uh, Eddie and George stuff because that was very, I think, sort of like the A thread throughout the episode. Um, and wow. I mean, let's just compliment the performances straight off. Yes, Eddie is a vile character, but Christopher Fairbank is an incredible actor. Uh, like, like wow. so good. Like, mm. hate the guy, but mm. that's because of how well Christopher Fairbank's doing. Oh, he's... You, you think, you'd think, like, and I think this is kind of the argument as well with this court case that. You'd hit you, you, yeah. He might have done things in his past, but he's an old man, so you know, you've got to feel sorry for him. No, we don't feel sorry for Eddie, do we? I certainly don't, anyway, no, not, because no. he's still Christopher Fairbank has just portrayed him as so nasty and dark and oh, but brilliant, yeah, like, absolutely brilliant. He's an absolute monster. Um, and it's just the manipulation of the situation before we even mm. get into it. It's like he. Tried, he invited George around so that he could parade him as and make out that he's so proud of him, make out that he loves him so much and that he's like the absolute golden star in his eye. life. Yeah. Uh, just in order to sort of win him round, to give him this character statement. And then when you find out who the character statement is actually about, that sort that's another level. Like You're just like, what? How can yeah. you even want... How, how? How do you sleep at night doing that? Like That's insane. That's a level of like, that's another level. This is something I don't understand about people who are racist. Obviously, there's loads of things I don't understand. But oh, yeah. how he was sat there saying to George, like, because George goes, so tell me what you want from this character statement. And he's like, oh, you know, just to explain how liberal I am. Uh, yeah. Like, Could you, do yeah. you genuinely believe that you are there? Like, do you but, actually believe that you are liberal? There oh, are members I don't, of I don't national... understand how you're saying that. There are members of the National Front who are more liberal than Eddie is. Like, yeah. it's absolutely... Oh, I mean, we had a National Front mention this week. Not many times that you mm. get the soaps get away with mentioning the National Front. My God. Yeah, um, yeah so he sort of... He, he's basically trying to... And the way that the sort of the, the lies are peeled away is, was really well done as well. Because we start off with, no, never seen this bloke, don't recognise him. Oh, but we kind of, maybe I do recognise him, but I certainly didn't kill him. All right, yeah, I had a big fight with him, but I certainly didn't kill him. All right, I definitely killed him, but it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be a murder. I didn't mean to. Like, yeah. it just sort of peels away, and George is sort mm. of like, wow, you're a monster. Um, just, I mean, those conversations between the two of them, where you sort of slowly peel away at Eddie's character... And sort of slowly, I mean, we knew that he was he was a vile monster anyway, but that you just sort of discover quite how bad he is as the episode goes on and how clearly racist he is as the episodes mm -hmm. go on. And his own sort of kind of, his own understanding of what racism is, I think, it puts him someone to denial. Because he turns around to George and says, no, racism is like the National Front. It's skinheads. It, it's football hooligans. That's not me. So I can't possibly be a racist. Which is sort of this like... This is what I mean. I don't understand how people have that view that they're not racist and, like I said, it's because he genuinely think that he's not or what. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he is the sort of person that shields himself from his own bigoted responsibilities, basically. Because mm. he is the, he's the sort that would, like, look at what he believes to be a racist and goes, well, I don't go out and, and do that, so it can't possibly... That means I can't be mm. a racist. And probably, deep down, genuinely believes that. Mm. Like, he probably thinks that what he does is acceptable and should be done anything further than that. I mean, how you go much further than kicking a guy to death with steel tapped coat, steel capped boots, whilst, I do not know. While shouting racist obscenities at him. Uh, yeah, but he's not it? racist. He's definitely not racist. Um, ugh, ugh. Kind of then leading us into George basically coaxing this information out of him. To the point where, you know, they start talking about how George, um, how George kind of came into their lives because Gloria couldn't have children. I really wouldn't be surprised if Eddie was the one that couldn't have children either, by the way. And he feels so demasculated by it that he sort of... Yeah, possibly, just became so... yeah. And the thing is about George, he's turned George into this boxer. He's turned him into something that he wants to be proud of. And the only type of thing that these people understand is violence. Mm -hmm. So he sort of turned him into a boxer because that's the only thing he his mates who will have no doubt given him absolutely no end exactly. of aggro yeah. about george being in their lives so he's turned him into this boxer where he's like see there see my boy's good my boy's good he's the only line of defense he has against those so-called mates that he's got yeah 
he's worth something because he knows how yeah. to use his fists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's 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 the language that they mm. understand. Um, and they they sort of still peel that away. George, he basically says, "Yeah, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have gone along with this whole African child idea, but I wanted to keep Gloria happy." So he basically he's just says, "Such a good husband, Rob." Oh, he's clearly. such a good husband. Uh, but like, literally says to George, "Yeah, I didn't really want you." Like, essentially, yeah. that is what he's saying. And George sort mm. of is just staring at this man in front of him, like everything that he kind of deep down suspected is absolutely true. He's had some quite serious uh, realizations, hasn't he, George? This oh, week, and that's only cutting away for the surface because once he then we then go into the actual murder, the actual discussion about the murder, and it transpires. Mm that George saw it because he yeah. was at the gym training on his own that night and heard this attack happening and sort of looked out the door or whatever and saw his dad and a group of these mates beating this guy to death. Like And heard it all. And heard the best all. part is Eddie tried to gaslight him into thinking that yeah. you put in, you're putting together a memory and something that you've read together and then he said something else that we you just... Oh, then it worked. Well, if you saw it, then you're part of it. You're basically yeah. guilty because you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything about it. Like, what an awful human being. <laughs> like, it beggars belief. It really does. Um, So that's kind of going on there until we get to that amazing moment. And it was an amazing moment. It was a deeply uncomfortable moment, but it was a, an, oh, incre- yeah. an incredible moment where um George is kind of trying to appeal to this last vestige of any good inside his dad and sort of holds his hand. And Eddie can't even have George touch him and tells him to get his filthy hands off him. He's got staring at George's hand. He's staring at George's black hand on his own white hand. And he's yeah, that, yeah. Re- and is that repulsed by it that he just screams, get your filthy hands off me. And that, I think, is the last sort of moment of any form of defence from George about his dad See, whatsoever. As soon so as powerful. I saw him... As soon as I saw George touch his hands, I suspected that was going to happen. Yeah. So then I wondered, is that why George did it? Because has he known that he's never been able to touch his his dad? Yeah, I mean, the amazing moment there. Is it it a test? Or was he genuinely trying to say, no, come on, Dad, you can... Well, maybe a bit of both. I think it was kind of kind of maybe a bit of hollow optimism from George's part but I also think it might have been a bit of a test because when Eddie screams get your filthy hands off me on George's face is not a modicum of surprise it's just sadness he wasn't surprised or shocked by Mm. it at all Mm. the only person that was shocked in the entire situation was Eddie for George standing up for himself yeah yeah too right as well so we'll pause the George and Eddie thing there for a moment and then we will go do you want to we, we discuss this? Because Gina and Anna... We'll go for Gina and Anna first, actually, because they had a scenes I was not expecting at all. Mm. And this was fascinating. This really was. And I have to be honest, took me into an area that I don't think I'd ever really considered, if I'm honest. What? Oh, the comparison between yeah. the two and how one's... And passing for, for white you... and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I I don't think I had ever it, it ever really kind of occurred to me that this is something that... Because actually what this revealed was a really fascinating facet of Gina and Anna's relationship and wasn't really referred to again after the episode. So I hope they kind of come back to it because actually it was genuinely fascinating and probably Gina and Anna's strongest episode so far in terms of studying their relationship as sisters. A hundred percent. And I think it's easy to think that because of their age, they wouldn't experience racism. So I think they totally would do. Yeah. I know they would, but I can yeah. see that other people might think, oh, well, they're young, so, you know, they would, they might not. But yeah. it's what I found interesting was that Anna seemed unaware that she'd try to, you know, make mm. herself appear more white. Mm. So I, now I'm like, was it a, is it a subconscious thing that she's done? Which I think it is, which is why she's not aware of what she's doing. Yeah, that I mean, sense. there's no, there's no, there's no getting away from the fact that Anna is certainly a bit more naive in terms of her own sort of view of the world. She's got kind of quite a sort of butterflies and unicorns view of the world as Anna. She always has done. She's a very sort of, she's a, she's a ridiculously sweet person. All right. She's, you know, she's so kind of happy and skips through life with flowers going around her. Whereas Gina is a bit more sort of gritty and down to earth and sort of sees the world as it is. So it's a really interesting combination of sisters to even, even on that front anyway. Mm. But then to sort of throw in this element to it as well, where they're sort of talking about their upbringing, 
and sort of talking about the bullying that they experienced at school because they're on the stairs listening to this George and Eddie conversation. And Anna sort of runs runs into the cellar, sort of horrified by what by what she's discovered about her granddad. And Gina's like, Do you know what? Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Mm. Um, and then they start talking about the bullying that they experienced, the racist bullying that they both experienced, and there is clearly a level of resentment from Gina towards Anna that they have never even addressed between themselves before until now, mm. where Anna has managed to essentially escape the bullying by being able to pass for white, mm. which Gina has not had the advantage of. Is and it that I've... Gina's not had the advantage, though? Oh. Because Is it that she doesn't want to do that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, this is the thing. This is where you sort of start to wonder if Anna was doing it. I don't think she. I don't. I don't think Anna will, would have done that deliberately. I think. That I would think have been she's a very doing sub- it subconsciously and yeah, not realizing. Yeah, her, subconsciously. To be it has to be. Yeah, I think Anna isn't some because I don't think Anna really realized what Gina meant at first, and then sort of was like horrified by what Gina was insinuating. Because I think mm-hmm. she thought that Gina was insinuating that she'd done it deliberately. And was kind of horrified by that because I don't think in her head she believes that she had. And Mm. it was all very sort of subconscious, like you say. So that really then sort of opens a fascinating discussion between them. Again, like something that I'd never really considered. Well, actually, I saw a lot of people when they first came into the soap and a lot of people saying, how can they be sisters because they don't look like the same race? Mm. Which I think is incredibly ignorant for people to say. Oh, completely. But it's so brave of the show to address that head on. I don't, like, you you know, I am a person of colour, right? I don't look, me and my brothers are all different in that respect. Mm. Yeah, we're the same race, but we're all different shades of the same race, let me say. So for people to have said that in the start, but what I'm happy about is that they've actually mentioned it. It's so brave of them to address that head on. Yeah, it 100%. really, really is. And again, yeah. just testament to how incredibly honest and adult and mature and brave Wednesday's episode was. Like it's... to address that head on, and none of it ever felt like lecturing. This is the thing. Like so often when the soaps go down this road, it can sort of feel a bit pamphlety. Mm. It really can. And there was not a modicum of that in Wednesday's episode. And if I'm honest. Wednesday's episode should be watched by anybody who watches or works in soap as this is how you do that story. This is how yeah, you present definitely. that. Definitely. And I think what it's going to be interesting to see, like you say, whether they do carry on bringing this up because basically yeah, what I hope they, seen is... Yeah, I hope they do because why, actually it was... Yeah. yeah, why they are the characters that mm. they are. So yeah, they yeah, both yeah. experience the same bullying as younger children yeah. for, for being black. Gina has decided, I'm not changing who I am, but I'm going to stick up for myself. Yeah. Even though people go, oh, well, you, Anna said, oh, well, you can stick up for yourself. That don't mean that you can't help me. I'm having to do that. I don't have a choice. Mm. That's what I've had to do. Whereas you could say Anna's then decided subconsciously, I will try and blend in a bit more then yeah. so that I don't have to stick up for myself. And that's why the, they are the way they are. Yeah, and I think think also reading between the lines of their conversation was also that stereotype of the angry black woman as well that so often gets gets thrown around. And I think Gina was also Mm. very aware that... Because Anna Anna turned around to her and said at one point, yeah, but you're fine, you scare people. And it's sort of like, yeah, and that's why, because that stereotype Because I have to. Because I have to, Mm. but then also that stereotype exists. It's not me being angry, it's me being defensive because of what I've had to experience. Like, it's... It's so many facets to it, so many elements to it. It's just absolutely fascinating. So, yeah, I really hope that this is something they go back to with, with Gina and Anna. Because, actually, I'd say it was their best episode. Like, obviously, they had they had everything that went on with Cindy, and that was nice and soapy and, you know, showed what the actors can do. But, actually, what this was was reality. This was gritty, urban realness that these characters would experience in real life and made them actual mm-hmm. human beings and was actually the best insight we have had to Gina and Anna especially as characters since they came in. Definitely. And I thought both girls actually absolutely knocked it out of the park. It was it was Molly Rainford's strongest episode that she's had since she since she started. She was incredible, I thought. Mm-hmm. So I think friend, they both were I'm a, they both I'm were, a huge yeah. genius. Yeah, you're a massive you're a massive, massive genius fan. Yeah, I yeah. and I understand that completely because I thought Francesca mm-hmm. was amazing as well. Like she yeah, but yeah. that those scenes completely utterly unexpected. You know, we got yeah, that we were going to get we got that we were going to get some big reveals between George, Eddie, Gloria, and obviously Elaine as well for being part of the foursome. But to have the girl stuff there as well was, well, yeah, really, really, Chef's really kiss. good. Chef's kiss. 
Um, so then we go upstairs and we're talking... Two floors up. Two floors up. Yeah. And we're talking uh, with Elaine and we're talking with Gloria. Now, before we get on to Gloria, because I have so much to say about Gloria, I could write a thesis on that woman. I am so obsessed with Gloria as a character. Like, she is fascinating. Um, but I just want to talk about Elaine first. I think Elaine had a very, very good week this week. We make a lot of jokes about Elaine. We're both fond of her, but we make a lot of ah. jokes about Elaine. Ah. <laughs> but actually, <laughs> but I thought Elaine had an incredible week this week in terms of self-reflection. And I'm so happy that she had that moment where she was talking to George and sort of realised her own failings as a parent. Because that means that what we have been saying about Elaine was all deliberate. It's a flaw yeah. of the character. This is what makes characters in a, in a soap so fascinating to watch. And there is nothing worse than when a soap is trying to present a character as one way and we're seeing it as quite the opposite. Yeah, definitely. And if we were seeing, if we were supposed to be seeing Elaine as a good mother, then that obviously isn't how it's coming across, which means there's failings in all parts. But actually, the fact that Elaine has made a lot of mistakes with Linda even addressed by Elaine this week, like, why am I at this party? I should be I should be uh, at home supporting my drunk, my alcoholic daughter. Like, why am I here? She has that moment. And that means that everything that we've been thinking about Elaine was how it was meant to be portrayed, which means that I'm very, very happy because that gives Elaine some more layers. And Elaine needed those layers and she's now got them. Mm -hmm. So I'm fascinated to sort of see Elaine and Linda's relationship going forwards because the parent-child relationship and the parent-child dynamic is one of the most fascinating you can get in soap. Look at Phil, Ben, Gail and David in Coronation Street. Like, it's those historical relationships that you sort you can sort of study over a long period of time, which is why soap is an amazing genre, that you can sort of study their relationship dynamic over a, period, a long period of time, and then you get amazing payoffs every now and again. And I think that's where we will eventually be heading with Elaine and Linda, this amazing mm. payoff where Linda is kind of like, you have let me down so many times. Like, how many times are you expecting to get away with this? So, yeah, that's to come, I think, and I can't wait. I mean, it just shows... The thing is, Elaine's been a fantastic wife, though, this week. Well... Fiance, she, oh, she has. She has. She's she? been a better. Fi she's been a better fiance. We've seen Elaine be a better fiance than she has been a mother. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, literally. So it'd be. I don't know if she ever will do that with Linda, though. But it would be nice to see them have a conversation about it, like you're saying. And arguably, reflection. yeah. But then, arguably, having her have her scenes with Gloria was mm. a really interesting dynamic on that front, because Gloria. Mm. My God, what a character. I am obsessed with Gloria. Like, she, I know she's an awful person, but my God, she's a fascinating character. Well, she isn't, she isn't, though. That's the thing. Like, she is. She, but also, yeah. she isn't, but she I mean, is. I, I mean, to really get into this, we need to basically say the reveal that we had this week was that the body in the suitcase oh, yeah, of course. is actually George's father. And, like, that. Now, did you. Because some people I saw sent on the line were saying, oh, that was quite predictable. Did you see it coming at all? Yeah. I yeah. think, I didn't see it coming, but I think by the time it was revealed, I think it made that much sense that I wasn't surprised. I'd seen people speculating about it already online, and had I not seen that, I don't think I would have suspected it as much. Mm. But because I'd seen people speculating yeah, that, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, it probably is that, isn't it? Then as the episode it, so. was on there... Yeah, but whilst the episode aired and they were talking about it, I'm like, oh, it's not that then. Oh, it, well, no. it, it isn't his father. And then at the end, they yeah. revealed it. And I'm like, oh, it was. But I don't think that made it lose any of its impact when the, when that moment eventually arrived. Okay. No, no. But, but this is one of the things that makes Gloria such... This is where she kind of falls into awful human being in category as well as her husband, is that actually what they were wanting George to do was give a character witness to the bloke who he saw brutally murder his father, his actual father. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. that's that's so cold and so cruel. Like, how can you expect it? Now, with Eddie, you're kind of just like, yeah, that makes sense. That's the sort mm -hmm. of person you are. With Gloria, it, that's another level. Now, Elizabeth Council is incredible who plays Gloria. Uh, like, the pair of them, actually, Christopher Clarebank and Gloria and Elizabeth Council are two of the best guest actors the show has ever had. Like, I, I, I will take that. Like, I, will fight on, I agree. I will fight I on agree. that hill. Yeah. Because they've created such layered characters there and no more so than Gloria because, actually, what you're looking at with Gloria is a woman who could not have children. So when this opportunity comes along, 
despite the fact that her husband is a massive racist and she knows her husband's a massive racist and she knows that all the people that surround their house are a massive racist she kind of takes george and blocks out the world around her and sort of like puts her fingers in her ears and just is happy in her own little universe with georgie because she wants this baby so much all right mm. so there is a level of sympathy there for gloria i think that i don't think you can get away from like this is a woman who yeah. has become so desperate to simply be a mother and don't forget that in that in that period of time like they often keep talking about in those days in those days in those days also in those days a woman not being able to have children would have been would have had her own problems to deal with in terms of attitudes and you know you know being called called barren barren exactly so she would have had that to deal with so Mm -hmm. rather that she was quite happy to walk around with a black baby and have people following her in the street making monkey noises and telling her to send it back home. And she was walking around proudly, holding her head high, no matter how scared she was, but also completely and utterly blocking out the reality of the world around her. Yeah, it's a hard one, though, as well, because, like you say, she knows that she's surrounded by people. So is that healthy that she just... Oh, this like, is she's surrounded by is all those healthy. people who were so racist, like Eddie yeah. and his friends. Yeah. But then was just like, oh, well, if I pretend that that's not happening, it's all right. Or you, well, she's saying the that, were, that the people would like make monkey noises when she's yeah. walking down the street with him. And it's like, you know that your husband would be the type of guy who's uh, yeah. someone there. Right? Like, so but you know that. So why yeah. are you. Exactly. Is ignorance a defence? Mm. I think not. Is naivety a defence? I think not. Does that make... Just staying with someone like Eddie make you just as bad as Eddie? I think so. Yeah, like, because you wouldn't in the first place. You're tolerating place, it. You knew... you're, ac- yeah. you're accommodating it, you know? It's 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 just as Even bad. Even if like... it was back then. Like, I'm sorry, but there are plenty of liberal people of that age as well mm. who had access to the same information and aren't racist. Yeah. So... Sorry, and, it's something about your character. I mean, Gloria is a, a weak, selfish, naive woman um, whose crime is apparently loving George too much. And then you've also got the, the fascinating sort of dichotomy between Eddie and George there, where George is full of too much hate and Gloria is filled with too much love in terms of their relationship with George. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Oh, I could write a thesis you, on Gloria. She's fascinating, the, honest to God. The, Biggest twist I did not see coming was Gloria admitting that she told Eddie to do whatever it takes. I was see, not this expecting is, yeah. that at now, all. Now, let's think about this then, because Gloria will have known what Eddie... I mean, the fact that, in in many ways, the fact that George, the fact that Henry was a black man, I wonder if you kind of... You then led to wonder, like, how far would Eddie have gone with a white man? The fact that the fact that Henry was a black man was just a delightful bonus for Eddie, and he was like, "Yeah, well, now I can do exactly what I want because that's he's a black man, and that makes it and that makes him fair game." So I think she just I think Laurie just gave him an excuse to yeah she just gave him the nudge she gave him and for all we know has he done it has he done it to anybody else because Henry wanted to come back into George's life and that would have meant that Gloria would have had to have handed George over um, and said goodbye to him and she wasn't prepared to do that because she had become so desperate for children that this one opportunity she had there was no way that she was going to let go of her Georgie so she just basically told Eddie deal with it get rid of it and whatever you do I'm just going to stick my fingers in my ears and go la 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 and just sort of escape as long, into as the long world. as I've got my Georgie at the end of it I'm not yeah. bothered yeah, and I'm just going to just I'm just going to escape into the world of being a oh. being the doting mother and just pretend that anything else isn't happening and that's what makes her so fascinating. Like, she's just the fact that she could do that, like the psyche of someone that can do that. Like, it's just fascinating. It really, really is. And, like, they have just, I don't know how they've done it. Like, I don't know if they realize the, of the potential that they've got here in terms of these two characters. I'm assuming they do because I think they are still filming at the moment, but they have just created. In a handful of appearance appearances as well, it's not like Gloria and Eddie have been, have been regular characters since they since this story started, but they have created two characters that are so layered. Regular characters that have been around for years haven't got this much texture to them. You know, it's yeah, it's, I know what you're saying. It's just utterly absorbing. Like this story is just incredible. Like it's amazing to kind of go from. And it, don't get me wrong, we loved the sixth storyline, right? We loved the campness of it. We loved the mystery. We loved the soapiness of it. Of it. it was just, a, it was a fun ride. But this is the same level of huge, but with a hell of a lot more reality thrown into it. 
It's just amazing. It really, really is. I I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a slight confession, right? I was I was a bit concerned that we'd peaked at the whole six thing and then Ooh, January and February has happened and I were yeah, a bit yeah. like, Oh, I'm expecting something here. Are we oh have yeah. we peaked already in this era? And then Wednesday's episode happened and I was like, Oh, I didn't think I thought we were done with brilliantness. With good of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought you drained you yeah, just... we thought we drained the tank. But no, we have not drained the tank. No, no, no. There's plenty no. of liquid left. Don't you worry. Mm. I'll be interested to see, because obviously after Wednesday's episode, George, uh, well, Gloria goes to find George to talk to him and he has that little incident with Denzel where he's clearly yeah. being to Denzel how Eddie was to him when he was training him. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Yeah, so saw himself is... turning into Eddie at that moment as well. I yeah. mean, and also we've we've complimented everybody else. Like massive shout out to Colin Salmon. We know Colin Salmon can act for Christ's sake, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he has amazing, been amazing, amazing, incredible this week. this week. Yeah, and then he tells Gloria, "You're dead to me." Now, yeah. if you're saying they're still filming, what's going to go on next? Then is well, Gloria we've got the court case. Let that go? Well, the court yeah. case, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and this is and this is the thing. I did you feel any sympathy for Gloria at all at this moment? No, I didn't at that time. They, yeah, uh, because... It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, I was so kind of conflicted because I think it's just I because I'm, I'm so I'm so obsessed with her as a character. So I think there was that level of sympathy there for me, like for her to in her her crime has been loving George too much. That's the problem. So to have <laughs> to see that visibly ripped away from her was. Sort of I'd like, argue Aww. that she'd. I'd argue that she shouldn't even love him. And that she oh, loves she the idea that she loves the idea of being a dirty oh, mum. Oh, being a mother, being a mum. Yeah. I then she mean. actually loves George because yeah. if she loved George, would you let your husband kill his biological father? And then she says, "Oh, I've lived with it my entire life." Well, I'm sorry, mm. but you've killed his biological father. Yeah. You stopped George from getting to know who he was. You didn't tell him where he actually came from. Were you that obsessed with being a mother mm. that you've then caused all this harm to? Yeah, he's not a child now, but to a child. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I question whether she has loved him, or loves, like I said, loves the idea of being a mum more than she's loved George. And I think yeah. that's exactly what George will be thinking right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's. A, I, I mean, there obviously is a lot more to come with this, and there's so many more layers that they can peel away. Um. Presumably, what's going to happen now is the court case will approach. Um, Eddie's not getting his character pro- his character profile, his character assessment. Uh, so I wonder if that's character reference. Be, that's the one I was looking for. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, what are words? Um, so presumably, Eddie's going to go down. But what happened? What becomes of Gloria? Like, is there any I... way that her relationship with George can be mended, or is you reckon that that's just the end of it? And presumably, it... there's a biological mm. mother out there somewhere. Is he? Is George going to start looking for her? Well, this is the other thing, isn't it? Because they've already said we didn't, we don't know anything about your mother. Yeah. Well, you've been lying about his father this entire time. So are they lying mm. about that as well? I don't know if they um, are. I feel like the I mother don't is... get that impression. No. But... You don't know, do you? I think what will be interesting to know now is George and is George actually going to get in touch with the court case people and say, "I want to go in. Um, I want to help the prosecution." Actually, because yeah. I've found out that he's my biological father. Can they somehow do some DNA testing to prove it? And then the court will go, "Well, how, how did he not know him? How can he? How can he claim that this is a coincidence? Whatever evidence they've got." Is he going to drop Gloria in it? Or is he going to say, oh, your intentions were good, weren't they, Mum? So, yeah, all right. I'm not going to let my dad get away with it. But, well, this is what I mean. I can't see that happening either. Yeah, I mean, I can't defend Gloria, but I just think that there's. The, I, think I know there's, exactly. Uh, do you know what? what you do, do you know what it is? It's not sympathy no, I, I have it. for her. It's a massive amount of pity. That's the thing with Gloria, isn't it? You've you've got pity for her because she's such a pitiful woman in many ways. I've gone through both this week. Yeah. I've gone through both the same. Yeah, I'm torn 100%. with Gloria, like you said. She's got so many layers and such yeah. a fascinating character. She's I totally get where you're coming from. Like, I did not yeah. think that. I did not think that we were going to get this many layers. I thought that. Gloria was just going to be the sort of like the simpering sort of weak wife who just doesn't see mm-hmm. or just chooses not to see. But there are, in fact, uh, such a load of layers to her individually as a character, even excluding Eddie. Eddie, I think, is fairly sort of easy to read. We kind of get the level of Eddie. But mm-hmm. with Gloria, I think there's so much more to peel away and so much more to explore. And for mm-hmm. her relationship with George to sort of maybe, I think that that can be expanded upon. I really, really do. So. I hope it does because Elizabeth Council is incredible. But there wasn't anybody 
anywhere in front or behind the camera that stepped a foot wrong with this storyline this week. It was stunning. Um, so, Gold Star, Ray. I mean, where, oh, how do you choose? Oh. How do you even choose? I'm torn between three. Yeah, so actually. am I. Yeah. I'm torn between Gina, who I love, but I'm not going to. Yeah. No, I'm not going to give it to Gina because I'm give sure it to Gina if you like. There's no shame. There's no shame in that. You go Cindy Lowe's last oh, year. Oh, I'm not ashamed. I just no. think that oh, I'm, uh, I'm going to be giving a loads all year. Yeah. I, I, a part of me wants to give it to Eddie, but for Christopher Fairbanks' uh, yeah, portrayal, yeah, yeah. not obviously because of. And then George, of course. It's got to be George for me. I think I'm going to yeah. have to give it to George. Give it to George. Yeah. Fully deserved. I think just because I'm so utterly. Like obsessed and fascinated by the by the character, I think mine. And remember, the gold star is about how who people and characters who stood out throughout the week. I've got to give mine to Gloria because I'm obsessed yeah. with her, and she is fascinating mm. and has so many layers to her that I hope that we're going to continue exploring. But yeah, fair play, Stenders, you knocked it out of the park and then some this week. Like that was amazing. Well done. Uh, and we are not alone in that opinion, as we shall see. Uh, we had many, 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 many comments this week, uh, which we shall now take a look at. So before we get started on comments, Rob, something yes. I totally forgot to mention, by the way. Yes. Um, did you notice anything in the newspaper cutting to do with where Eddie was from? No. Why? What did you see? He was oh, she's from... all smug. Look at her all smug. What have you found? What have you landed on? Is this the same level was... of quite? Is this the same level about the bird poo on the door? Is this? The... <laughs> is this oh, the what? Detect... Is this the same kind of detective skills as you had about the bird poo poo on Phil Mitchell's door to do with the six? No, no, no. It's way no, better. No. It's way better. This is actual this evidence. This is an actual okay. fact. Oh, yes. okay, yeah, yeah. Eddie was from the Jasmine Allen estate. Right. Does that ring any bells? Jasmine Allen. Oh. Go on, what do you think? Jasmine Allen. I do know that. You know, you've got it in your head. It's from the bill. It was the rough estate that they used to use on the bill. Oh, that's good. They didn't do their job very well in eighties, did they? No, they didn't. International viewers have got no idea. International viewers have got no idea what we're talking about. Either as anybody under the age of eighteen, we're showing our age about the film. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. But yeah, no, that's good. That's very good. Very good indeed. So we have had a load of comments this week. Basically, all praising because how can you not praise this week? Vintage Violet on Instagram says, "Amazing week. The reveals were surprising and the acting was top notch. George has become a favourite character. What a storyline slash actor. Love the new Johnny. Linda finally has an ally in the family. I mean, that's true. Linda needed it. Linda needed Johnny back, and you know, arguably, she needs somebody with the level of sort of." balls and prepared to take on the world that Johnny now has so she does need that in her corner um, and I mean, somebody who's going to prioritise her because let's be honest uh, yeah. Elaine's not doing that at all with Linda no and there's Johnny's a little come bit straight of... in and prioritised her yeah so. and there's a little bit of aggro developing between Johnny and Elaine isn't there mm, so yeah, I think I that's going to be yeah. I think that's going to be built on a little bit more. Um, but then we had a load of comments talking about Wednesday's episode on Facebook. Uh, Charlie Edge, incredible. Best episode in ages. Marion McSaveny says, wow, wow, wow. That was a tour de force all round. Also props to Lauren Clee. Ben Andrews, some of who? you might know who that who? is. I don't, I don't know who that is. No, said but... such an amazing episode. No one in the cast put a foot wrong. <laughs> Perfection. Too Agreed, right. Ben. Uh, and then Susanna Robertson Sheaf says, my favourite scenes were honestly the ones between Gina and Anna. The aspect, not sure what else to call it, of Anna passing is so interesting since it isn't necessarily a purposeful thing or is, or if it is, the purpose is to look like a mother who also happens to be white. That scene, mm -hmm. A, you dye your blonde, you dye, you dye your hair too, but not blonde, but mum was blonde, mum was white. Very gripping, although I don't really feel I have much of a place to say. All of my family are white British, so I don't have any experience of that kind of prejudice personally. But that's where a scene like that is so amazing to watch because you sort of just like because like I say I it's just an aspect of it that I never even really thought about all that much so it, it was fascinating but really there's, a, there's another interesting layer to that with Anna because she's of dual heritage which is the politically yeah. correct way to say that nowadays by the way right I'm also of dual heritage right yes. and I I can relate to that because on one side of my fam family I didn't feel like I was Asian enough and on the other side I didn't feel like I was white enough Mm. In some, in fact, not a family thing necessarily. Actually, more of a society thing. 
So it's interesting that she's seen it as I was dying it to look like my mum, whereas yeah. Jean is viewing it as you know, we're dying it to look more white. So mm. very interesting. Uh, uh, it's idea. just. Uh, it's just a fascinating aspect of it. And the whole storyline has been handled so, 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 so well. It's, I mean, it felt like a 9pm drama storyline rather than just another Definitely. soap storyline, didn't it? Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, I, I cannot praise it enough. Well done. Absolutely knocked it out of the park. So there we are. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. You look like you've got something to say, Ray. No. That was right. You had that look on your face. Like, how do I interrupt him when he's when he's going? No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> I'll I've on. seen that face many a time. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for watching and listening. Uh, we should be back uh, at the normal time next week. All being well. Um, um, yes. And if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so by going on Facebook yeah. at Albert Square After Dark, yeah, and Instagram and Twitter at E20 After Dark. <laughs> you can like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Albert Square After Dark, and find us on all your favourite podcast sites. Lastly, you can email us at e20afterdarkpodcast at gmail.com. And even more lastly, if you'd like to buy us a coffee, you can do so by going on buymeacoffee.com forward slash E20 After Dark. It's only been like 45 episodes. I should yeah. remember that bit comes at the end, really, shouldn't I? Also, another reminder, Rob. Yes. Q&As. Get sending them in. Yes, get sending you anything, any questions you've got about EastEnders that you that you're dying to know about the history of the show or anything like that. We'll do our research and we'll find out your quest. We'll find out anything that you're dying to know about the show. Uh, just email us at e20podcast at gmail.com. No, what's it called? What's our email address? <laughs> e20 e20 after the podcast at gmail.com god yeah. is it that yeah it yeah is that. it is that it is that uh, what i said it's... before rewind if you want the correct email oh address. god right yeah so email yes. us that email us your q a's mess uh put in the subject q a so we know what you're asking and we will do our damnedest and we'll eventually do a special episode with all of the q and a's right thank you very much for watching Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back same time next week. Um, next week, I'm not really sure what's going on. I think we might be looking a little bit more into the Denise Stacey Jack dynamic mm. a little bit more next week. So we'll see how that plays also, out. Also, he's saying the same time next week. We'll be back at the usual time. That's what I said. Week. I said that earlier. Yeah. I said that earlier. Oh, did you? I think okay. it's time to I think it's time to finish. Uh, so until then, <laughs> <laughs> it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. See you next week. Bye. Bye.